0: Hello there, Josie here, your separation survival specialist. You know, life can throw you some unexpected curveballs like an unwanted separation, and it might make you feel like you're all alone, but you're not. Join me on my podcast, Heavy Pages, A Separation Journey, where we'll navigate these twists and turns together. It'll be like having a friend by your side who totally gets it. On our episodes, we explore real stories, expert insights, and practical tips to help you find your inner strength, rebuild your life, and discover a path forward filled with hope. It's all about rewriting your story, embracing change, and empowering you. So subscribe to the heavy pages on your favorite podcast app, and let's turn those pages of transformation together. I can't wait to connect with you. Everyone. Welcome back to the At Hearts to Mom podcast. I'm Lauren Rose, and today's guest is Bernadette Desir. She's a Haitian-Canadian adoptee living with chronic pain. She's the host of the Unleashing Potentials podcast, and she lives and advocates for mental health. Welcome, Bernadette.
1: Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Okay, right, So first, let's talk a little bit about your chronic pain journey. When did it start? What do you deal with? Things like that.
1: Yeah, sure. My chronic pain started... Probably around three and a half years ago. Um, it, it was gradual because I started to feel pain in certain parts of my body, mostly my lower back. And um, I would take Advil, Tylenol, thinking that it was just a sprain or, you know, just being tired from being a mom and uh, from doing mm-hmm. regular chores and whatnot. And over time, it started to get worse. My body started to ache more. And from that point on, it, it spiraled down pretty quickly. And that's when I went to see doctors and, uh, yeah, I had some treat, treatments and um, other thing that, things that could help me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we've got a lot in common. So, you know, I'm an adoptee too. And my chronic pain, I had migraines, but then my body chronic pain started with with back pain also. Mm -hmm. so how how does chronic pain affect your everyday life?
1: Oh boy, Um, it feels like I'm not my age. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It impacts it in so many ways because um, even up to now, I couldn't walk too far. I still can't. Or stand too long, sit too long. I have to keep moving around and of course as a single mom, there are duties and things I have to complete and take care of the house so it it was very challenging still is at times and um, I find that I would have to put limits on certain things that I had to do during the day no matter how much I wanted to complete them I just couldn't do them at all and I just had to pause which is very hard for us to do in the hustle society we live in is to go 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 so I just had to learn to pause and um, manage the pain the best way I know of.
0: So is that your best strategy for being a mom with chronic pain is limiting what, what you're doing and not just go, go, go?
1: Yes, it is. Because um, when,
0: when everything started,
1: even through throughout all of that time period it started, I had to find what my priorities were obviously my kids but I had to also learn to be kind to myself and the way I thought of myself had to change and it was like it still is like I have I'm a new person the way I have to do things and certain habits
0: yeah yeah I I completely get that that's one of my you know big tips is is pacing yourself and you you can't do it all when you've got chronic pain, chronic illness, and you're trying to be a mom because I mean your kids have to come first. So that means that other things have to come second or last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think the hardest part of dealing with chronic pain is? Ooh, um,
1: it it changed my life. The hardest part is not being able to do what I used to do. Example, I could run, walk any distance, and I could stand and do anything like anybody else would, but now I can't. It's not that I can't fully do it. I have to set limits on how much I do, right? And also the hardest part is trying to find relief because not all um, different reliefs or methods work for everybody. And also one of the hardest part for me is, you know, seeing healthcare professionals and at the end saying that, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do to help you. This is something you have to just live with. It took me time to um, understand that. And obviously through the whole process, there was anger and grief and um, helplessness and, um, There's been lots of good days and lots of bad days, Um, but through it all I think um, I'm doing what works for me.
0: Yeah, you mentioned grief, and I think that's a really important aspect of accepting a chronic illness diagnosis is grieving the health that you had the things that you could do the things that you can't do the things that you've lost. And I mean, I had to experience that myself. I mean, I lost a lot of my functionality. Like I can't stand for more than a couple of minutes. I have to sit down to do pretty much anything. Then of course, Mm -hmm. sitting down for too long, that causes pain too. So it's kind of a mess, but Mm -hmm. I definitely had to grieve everything that I lost, including my ability to work. Mm -hmm. And, and it was really hard. And I think that's an aspect that a lot of people don't completely do and so that just makes it a lot more difficult to to live their life and ex- and accept their diagnosis mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah you're right um, I just wouldn't accept it I would say I'm too young this is mm-hmm. not what it's supposed to be like at that stage in my life and what most people don't understand especially if they're not living with chronic pain is that they may see us as lazy or not capable, which is not accurate or true at all. We're capable like anybody else would be. We're just a bit slower and we just have to give ourselves more love and be kind and patient with, with ourselves. So when people with you know who are not living with chronic pain do criticize those who are, it creates more damage than good, I believe.
0: Yeah. I- I completely agree and it's really hard, especially when our illnesses are invisible. Um, I mean I walk with a limp and I usually use a a handicap parking space because I it does cause me a lot of pain to walk, but I always feel like people are staring at me and they're judging me and and they don't really know what's going on, I mean i've got. A lot of things going on with chronic pain i've also got kind of a bad lung that has collapsed a lot when i overexerted myself and for just no reason so there's like multiple reasons that you know i i need these modifications and these adaptations and and these support systems but i always just worry that people are, are looking at me and judging me mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah i I can only imagine what that feels like. Because as many of us who suffer with invisible illnesses, we want to be seen for who we are, not for what we're diagnosed with. And I I think those people who do judge eventually, if it happens to someone they know, their mindset sh- shift and they see it differently. Because I don't have the same mindset that I had when I wasn't in pain or when I, when I wasn't diagnosed with mental health issues, right? It's um, learning to cope and deal with it and acknowledging that not everyone's gonna understand uh, what we go through, but we have to do what we can. And I find that it can be exhausting to try to make people understand So I stopped doing that and I just do me and live my life the best way that I know of.
0: Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people on my podcast with, you know, chronic pain and mindset is such a huge factor in, in all the people that are living their best life despite their chronic pain or chronic illness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you bring that up. Do you have any pain management strategies that that help you personally?
1: Yes, absolutely. The first one I do is I listen to my body, which I also touched on, because if I don't listen to it, then I'm ignoring it and I'm not giving it giving it what it needs. Um, I take um, pain meds, uh, I take hot baths or cold baths or heating pads. Um, Those help. And um, I find that certain hobbies distract me from the pain. I enjoy painting and writing or listen to music. That distracts me. It takes me to another place. Um, Also, mindset, which we just touched on, um, and routines. I find routines is a big one. Um, There are certain things that I do at a certain time during the day. And my mind and body expect it to happen. Whereas if I didn't set it, then it would still work, but not the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are a few things I use. And I talk about pain because I think it's important to keep talking about it. Because there are those who are suffering in silence, who doesn't necessarily want to reach out, not because they don't want to, because they fear the judgment of society and how people overlook people with uh, any type of illnesses.
0: Yeah, I suffered in silence for years. My migraine started when I was about 15 and I never even saw a doctor or told anybody about it till I was 22. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's seven years of just really suffering. I mean, every single day and, you know, even sometimes now, like you ha- we have to be careful what we say to our doctors because, they may get to the point where they're like, oh, I can't, I can't help you anymore. I don't know what to do with you, or you're just not trying or, you know, whatever it is. So there's still ways I think that we still have to suffer in silence some, but I mean, that's why I, I started my podcast because one out of five people lives with chronic pain. And that's 20% of our worldwide population. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like my chronic pain journey was very lonely. But it shouldn't be because there's so many people living with chronic pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree, and that's why I think your podcast is a beacon of hope and light for so many. Because as you can see, pain doesn't impact a certain race; it can happen to anybody at any age, right? And you're right; we do suffer in silence. Um, we do so not because we don't want the help, because for me, it was the fear of not getting it and of trying. And I've gone through so many different appointments and different clinics. Yeah, it got exhausting, uh, you know, of putting precious time and not getting in the results for the places I
0: went to or from doctors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even with our friends and family, we have to suffer in silence because we don't want to be the person who's always complaining about how much pain we're in. I mean, that's that's a bummer for the people around us. And, you know, I know they care about us, but I mean, there's nothing they can really do to help. So, you know, we put on a, a smile and pretend that we're better than, than we're really doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, you're right.
0: Mm-hmm. So as someone who also has uh, mental health issues, what do you do on like your most difficult days, especially when your your mindset isn't the best and you're in a lot of pain? Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I I just learned to know when to stop, when to slow down, and when to disconnect. Um, Because with social media, it's easy to see someone living what seems to be a lavish lifestyle, and us not being able to walk for three, four blocks when someone went for a hike. Right. I learned to stay in my head, not too long though, because when I stay there too long, it's very hard. And I just learned to embrace the small things in life. Um, example I'm not in a hospital bed. I'm able to see and talk and I can walk. It could be worse, right? I could be in a wheelchair or I could be in a coma. It's just embracing those small blessings, right? Um, Also, my kids, you know, they give me plenty reasons to fight and to continue to overcome any obstacles that I may be going through. And um, yeah, I just use my pain as a message and a love letter, not only to me, but to anyone who is suffering with it.
0: Yeah, I learned several years ago that my pain is a communication tool. It's a way for my body to tell me that something is wrong, either that I've got, you know, repressed emotions or I need to work through my trauma or I need to slow down and rest or, you know, I need to, you know, have a snack, whatever it is, my, you know, body is just trying to tell me something through the pain. And you mentioned, you know, all the, the small blessings, which are really huge blessings, And just reminds me of of gratitude. And, you know, gratitude is one of the main things that got me out of my deep depression after I got all these diagnoses and had to stop working is exactly what you're talking about. Like, it hurts me to walk, but at least I have legs and I can walk. And that was a huge mindset shift for me, from everything that I couldn't do to everything that I still could do, even if I have to do it differently or for a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it's, it's to be gentle and to understand that sometimes some of the obstacles or illnesses we have, we have to change our lifestyles. We have to change how we see life because when we're 20, it's not the same as being 30, 40, 50. It's adapting along the way in life and it's enjoying the little things like I've mentioned and to mm-hmm. make the best of every day. One thing that I find most people do is compare their pain or illnesses with others, which we shouldn't do because all of us feel it differently for a reason. Pain is pain. that That is a common language we may understand as pain suffers. But earlier in my uh, phase with my pain, I would, you know, talk to other people. They would compare mine to theirs, uh, which was unfair at the time because maybe they can walk 10 blocks and I can do three. Does that make me lazy or not wanting to get better. No, it makes me human and it makes me, uh, me for knowing that I have the power to stop and do what I can.
0: Yeah, that's really really a good perspective. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned a few things that you wish people knew about chronic pain, including that we're not lazy, we're not incapable. What do you wish you'd known about chronic pain at the beginning of your journey? Um I wish I knew
1: how debilitating it, it would be mm-hmm. and how it would structure my life, uh, my day, my schedule, and um, obviously I'm getting the experience, <laughs> you know, living with it. I just wished I lived more, walked more, run more, not that I can't do them now. And I just wished prior to having any type of chronic pain or illnesses, that I had picked a book uh, relating to it. Obviously, we can't tell what's coming our way. Um, yeah, that those are a few things I wish I knew. and um, e- even if I knew them then, it might have impacted my mindset and body differently than now. it's I guess it's living in the now and embracing. What is not what could always be.
0: Yeah, I wonder though, if you had known how debilitating it would be, it might have made it harder to shift that mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I I would be in denial, even though I would be in pain. I would just be in denial. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wish people would know that we're not lazy. We're capable of contributing to society. And we're very capable of caring for our kids and uh, doing the dishes and the small things that we do. We just need more time and uh, more tenderness and care of how we do it. There's still the stigma. It's not Mm -hmm. just for mental health issues, right? I've I've run into that myself, right? Being a stay-at-home mom, it's like, some people have said oh I'm lazy I'm just sitting hanging around all day when that's not true I'm working 24 7 and by the time my head hits the pillow I'm numb and exhausted
0: are your kids still really young how old are they
1: I have one that's young one that's older my daughter is 13 and my son is six
0: okay Mm -hmm. so yeah I know that Different stages of life, kids need different things. But, you know, my child, she's 10, but she's very needy. (laughs) So there's a a lot of things I have to do for her. um, Or I should say that I get to do for her because, you know, she she needs her mama. Um, Yeah. So where can we find uh, your podcast and more information about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My podcast is on Spotify for podcasters and Spotify um, Facebook. I'm on Facebook, uh, Amazon music, Google podcasts. I'm also on YouTube, and Instagram, and I just got a TikTok account. I'm learning how to use it. Uh, but yeah, those are a few of the many places people can find me.
0: Awesome. What's your Instagram handle?
1: Oh, I'd have to send you that one. Okay. That's fine. You can send it to me. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay, well, thank you for coming on.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for what you do. Um, I can feel the the desire and the willingness um, to help as many people as you can. And you are. And you've helped me just by bringing me on your show to talk about it. So I thank you.
0: Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Well, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any health, parenting, or life advice. For my freebie, 30 ways to relieve pain without taking a pill, go to it hurts to mom.com slash tips. If you have any comments, suggestions, or want to be on this podcast, email me at it hurts to mom at gmail.com. I wish everybody a blessed and pain-free day. Bye. Are you a mom trying to balance chronic pain and illness with being a good parent? Does it feel hopeless and lonely? With the It Hurts to Mom podcast, you'll gain encouragement, support, and maybe even hope. We discuss chronic pain, parenting, health, and general life advice with both experts and people who understand what you're going through. I'm host Lauren Rose, a disabled wife and mom living with chronic pain, depression, anxiety, and complex PTSD. My biggest joy in life is hearing people say this podcast helps them feel less alone in their chronic pain journeys. Check out the It Hurts to Mom podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or just about anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's walk together on this adventure of chronic pain and illness.